Welcome to the Power Up Podcast. This is the Heroism and Courage series. I'm your host, Joy Mala, and joining us is also a guest and my other co-host, Gloria Machetti. Hello, welcome. Um, in studio, we have our guest, Angela. Angela Mumboa is a queer feminist who dreams of freedom and is dedicated to dismantling all systems of oppression. She's one of the co-founders of Quans of All, a collective of queer artists and writers that seeks to tell stories and start conversations about Black womanhood, sex, queerness, and everything in between. Angela is currently studying political science at the Catholic University of Eastern Africa, and she's also a baker. Yes. Karibu, Angela. <laughs> if you need cakes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I am so excited. I'm looking forward to our conversations. Good vibes. Yes. Good vibes, Good vibes and content. <laughs> so maybe to know a little bit about Angela, tell us about your journey in social justice. When did you begin? What, what interested you? And why is it important to you? Um, that's actually a really good question. My journey began this year with the coronavirus. Um, I joined, I began to volunteer with Mutual Aid, which um, was a response to COVID-19. So Suhail Omar and Wevin Muganda in Mombasa decided to form a collective of people who are just going to help each other. Okay. So... I began volunteering and um, most of the people you'd work with, the groups you'd work with were social justice groups, Mm -hmm. such as the Coalition for Grassroots and Human Rights Defenders. I think, I I hope that's right. I hope that's right. (laughs) Um, And uh, Mother Social Justice Center, Ghetto Foundation, Feminists for Peace in Kibera. So that's really how I began community organizing and just got into that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing that happened was that uh, we were organizing Saba Saba. I would just attend the meetings and, well, that's, that's how we are here, actually. Okay. That's really it. And yeah. why is it important for you and for you to be active? Um, I think why it's important is because our life right now is shit, you know? If you're not rich, if you are not part of the ruling class, mm-hmm you are struggling. Mm. We could be middle class. I, for example, am yeah. middle class, but I am really one sickness away from mm. poverty, you know? Mm. There, is no, there is no security in where we are right now, in the situation that we are in right now. And that's why, that's why it's important. It's important because we need to be free. Mm. We need, women need to walk around in whatever clothes they want to walk around in and not be harassed. Sex workers need to be protected. They need to conduct their business. Uh, Lesbians and gay people and trans people need to feel safe in their own country. Mm. So that that is why it's important for youth to be active and to work for freedom, really. Our life literally depends on it. Our (laughs) life depends on it. And if it's not our life, it's our children's life. Oops, sorry. (laughs) Because... Um, there's a friend of mine. I remember we'd come from um, we'd come from doing a distribution in Kawangware, mm-hmm. and so we we're just talking about 
um this uh, like our activities because we had we'd gone to do like a, a talk with some young girls mm-hmm. about uh, menstrual health mm-hmm. in Kawangware most of and really in many um slums and just places where people are not wealthy or middle class they can't afford pads yeah. or if they can they don't have places to dispose of them so can you just it's it's a very basic necessity. We are all going to bleed. Imagine we're going to bleed for until we are 50. And we don't choose to. We don't choose to, but now we must struggle. It's mm. very unfair, you know? So these are they these are the things that we must fight for that we have to live decent dignified lives. Mm, yeah. And if we cannot do it for us, if we will not see the benefits now, our children at least, or our children's children. Yeah. Because Kina Wangaje, Kina Piogama Pinto, everyone who came before us, yes, they wanted it for them, but also for it was to lay ground for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So in your activism journey and in social justice, what have been the highlights and also what have been the really low moments? Um, okay, so first I just want to clarify that I do not claim to be an activist i don't yeah but um still the the highs and the lows i can say some of the lowest moments have been when i felt despair and just a complete lack of hope because you will get on the internet or you'll turn on the news and it's all horrible horrible things all the time everywhere all the time and then you think about the things that don't make it to the news. Mm. And yeah, and um, I remember during Saba Saba when I saw how violent the state was, how violent the police were, that they could not even let us chant for five minutes. Mm. We had songs to sing, but they said Hamwezi, imagine Hamtaimba. Mm. That, that was a very, very, um, it was a very low point for me. But at the same time, what encourages me and what encouraged me then is that I was not alone, that we were not alone. Yeah. That there are people to hold us mm. and to organize with us and who share that dream. So even if you get tired or if you feel like this is pointless, mm. there's still someone there holding your hand saying, you know what? I understand how you feel mm. and it's okay to feel like that, mm. but we can move. I will carry you until you can walk again. Yeah. Yeah. And just really um, community, community, find, community is, we all, we all need, we all need community. Mm. We all need spaces, places, people who we feel share our values mm share our dreams mm. and encourage us yeah. to keep going and allow us to be who we are, to feel the things that we feel. Yeah. True. I like, I like that you mentioned the Saba Saba match because um, at Power 254, it, it has been, a, we've been a part of it mm. uh, because we work so much with the social justice working group. Yeah, even, was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even currently, there are some other, there's a project dubbed Sauti Jasiri that is involving working groups in Dandora, Mukuru, and yeah. Kayole. And interesting thing about um, these working groups, they're all run and managed by youth. 
and women and women yes yeah like very very young people and what was your experience just being around other young people and uh, what what did this speak to you mm-hmm. as a, a way forward for Kenyans i can say one thing is i noticed uh, one thing really stood out to me is that grassroots organizing is very very vital it is the only way it is when we have localized solutions actually the, the best solutions are localized solutions yeah. and this also this year is also when i started interacting with like abolitionist material prison abolition and just um looking at socialism and other ways that we can model our society it must be from the ground up because the actually if not if not if not all most of them most of the organizations we worked with were led by women mm-hmm. cghrd Rachel yes Rachel Rachel mm-hmm. and her team um feminists for peace editor and her team yeah. um msjc kina wanjira julie kayole social justice you know they are all organized and run by women and it really just goes to show i think those are those um there was a paper by oxfam that showed that when women were involved in uh, decision making the solutions were more far reaching and um generally more beneficial and i'm not saying this to be gender essentialist but these some of these things we have to we, we must have spaces where we include we include women we include queer people we include sex workers mm-hmm. all of these and young people of course because yeah. our president claims that he is youth youth <laughs> but look at where that got us <laughs> We got right too because they wore jeans. Oh yeah, yeah. And they wore jeans and flowery t-shirts. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that I feel the most important thing for me was how um, grassroots organizing is most effective. Mm. Because unajua jirani yako kuna shida gani? True. Unajua ule mse uko chini yako na shida gani? And then Nata welcome so naishi kwa hiyo community. You know what you're going through. Exactly. And you have the solutions. Exactly. You need to be given a chance to put them forward. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sio ati mtu fulani hata haishi kwenu amekuja kwenu kuwa elected and then he goes back to sujikileleshwa or whatever. Does not make sense. It doesn't bring projects you really don't care about. You don't they are not impactful to mm. your life. Hazikusaidi, you know. At all. If someone cared about young women wangeleta bins for pads, wangeka proper public toilets, yeah. wange wange provide um clean water, you know? But they have no interest in um caring for the communities where they have been elected yeah yeah so i've digressed kidogo <laughs> elected in quotes like, this election they even asham achana tunazo elected it's a joke so it's very clear that the young people are among the marginalized groups yeah. we never we never get our voices heard or like there's a misrepresentation they poise as young people 
they pose mm. as young people yeah. so that we kind of feel included but at the very hearts of our hearts we know Co-ground. that a umse ako age ya baba yangu ana claim kukuwa and also because this assumption that you know you're young you don't know much you can't bring anything to the table mm. so you know just let the people with the experience think and come up with solutions for our times which now leads me to the next question um i think i need to remind our guests that angela here is a student at kwea studying political science so in school shout out to my lecturers <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel like your education is impactful to your journey and to the kenya that you envision yeah mm. i guess Uh, let me see that there are very 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 many big gaps in our curriculum in the coursework and it breaks my heart it mm. really breaks my heart um i this is an unpopular opinion but i really feel like our coursework as it stands and just the undergraduate program is just I was of time. <laughs> My parents would be so disappointed. But I will finish. It's fine. I feel like it's um jokes jokes here and there. Mm-hmm. But still interacting with that material and then feeling like I why I don't agree with this, you know, questioning mm-hmm. has pushed me to look for to read more and to look for other um material yet. Yeah, yeah. So in a way it might have been by accident. Mm. You know, probably the intention was ukuje usome usome utosheke nae. But really what ended up happening is that I went another direction. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like we have we have so many arguments that lecturers Gloria knows. <laughs> We have very many arguments that lecturers we have um lecturers who believe that capitalism is the way that tr- the truth and the light and so now we ended up, we end up you know having to debates in class we have lecturers who think that FGM is okay which is a Not huge just okay, problem necessary. is necessary that why? is why 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 would anyone think FGM is necessary because he's a misogynist that is the only reason like how does he support his argument was that you know fgm is justifiable because it tames the sexual desires of women and you know women can't just be led to go loose that is not acceptable yeah how dare you want sex how dare you how dare you want sex as a woman yeah so um this is very disturbing it's very disturbing <laughs> can you imagine being in that class <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. no just so much anger <laughs> anyway that's what school has been like but at the same time you meet people and you have um projects like heroism and courage yeah. that just one day showed up you know 
And it was it was fun and it was interesting, it was refreshing to see a different side of history being told. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So school school is like that. School I feel like I'm mostly learning from the internet. The mistake they did is to give us the, the internet. internet. Hey. The mistake and blessing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a mistake because now we're going you to just come for the next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it takes me back to what Willie Mutunga likes to say, that self-education is what will take you even further than what they tell you. Because as long as someone else is putting the narrative forth, they're mm. going to feed you what serves them. So it's up to you to really step up and, as Angela is saying, look into other material. Yeah. And it's also ironical because the first day of, um, what is it called, induction, I'm Orientation. 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 <laughs> the university is an open space where you can challenge ideas, but the moment you write a paper that is contrary to what you've been taught in class, because I remember our unit called Sociology of Development, the question was, you know, um, set the impact of the big four agenda and how it has driven Kenya towards being more developed. And I'm like, has it? Do you, do you, what do you guys think about the big four agenda? Essentially, I just said, you know, this thing, it's a myth. It's just like nyayoism. It's just, you know, it's, it's literally, a it's a story. It's a story. Of paper, yeah. But on the ground, maybe we've had flagship uh, projects here and there, but also how much money has disappeared. Mm. What is the impact we're looking at? And I didn't and do well. Far it <laughs> I failed that paper. And so I'm like, sir, please tell me more about the big paper. And, you know, you'll find uh, someone like Miss. There's a teacher who always, <laughs> who'll always refer you to, have you read this and that paper? You mm. know, why are you saying that? Have you inspected? Well, it's clear to see that. I don't know. What do you guys think about no, I'm, I I feel like I don't I don't even want to go into the big four agenda <laughs> because there is so much. It's a huge huge segue. <laughs> it's a because... whole mess. Right. public holiday. God damn. You know, with uh, what was that program called? GOK can this there's a there was a whole campaign oh, yeah, 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 and there were videos and a nice choir mm. you know. but that's the thing about our media mm. it's owned and I keep I keep saying this it's called media programming mm. it's essentially there to program us to program our thinking to make us think the way they want us to think yeah and yeah. so a huge campaign of like unlearning and re-educating ourselves mm. is is of importance right yeah, now yeah, because yeah. there's nowhere else we'll find the truth yeah. if you do not actually just step out to look for it because they expect your truth to be what you read in that paper yeah. or what was taught to you in school while you can actually see the truth. So much as your lecturer might decide that hey, you, your refusal of whatever was taught to you is just pedestrian knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually isn't it's because not. it's also facts. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. these facts, fact sheets, who mm. developed them That's and the why, thing. for yeah. what reason. Mm. Because we've seen it a lot, even after Moe died. <laughs> especially after, after Moe died. Especially after Moe died. I yeah. think it yeah. came out clear that the media is not for us whatsoever. You even become confused. The mainstream like, media. Is this a different individual we are talking about? You wonder, who is this? Who is this? <laughs> who this is persona? new information. <laughs> right? I never knew about this one. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, but school, I think school hasn't been all bad. No, yeah, it's not, it's it not been all bad. Especially honestly. for networking. Yeah, and there was, I think that a few units that really opened my eyes. True, like you know? industrialization. That was a really good that one. Was, yeah. It was a really, really good one. Yeah, yeah. And there was also one about development and um, I learned about how we measure development and how, how we do right now and mm. the way we actually should. Yeah. We should focus on the quality of people's lives yeah. rather than whether they're roads and buildings. Yeah. Because if they're roads and buildings, but, but Maligine, yeah, yeah, they don't have waters, Junini, yeah. then that development is for who? Mm. You know? Yeah. So, so based on that, do you think, would we say that we are developing? Because like in Kenya, there's so many like right now we are looking at several skyscrapers mm. that uh, have been empty ever since they were built well people like to say that this is how big people launder money mm. i wouldn't I would call it facts because i can't point it to anybody <laughs> but then again we have these beautiful skylines with without tenants because people obviously can't afford to live there and there's not enough employment mm. so there are no new businesses that are propping up. So would we would we say Kenya is developing? I, I, by no, any I standards don't. based on your course? No, okay, uh, <laughs> no, our country is not developed at all. It is not developed. I mean, actually, on one hand, for um from a capitalist perspective, we are prospering. We are really prospering. We have a railway. Mm, we have, you know. Um, uh, goods are moving, uh, but the people, the people are still struggling. So no, we've not, we are not developed. It's this, all these things that have been built, all these, it's an um, illusion. it is, yeah, it's not for us. Mm. It's not for us. Mm. And if, um, the changes happening in a country are being enacted, but they are not benefiting the people who mm. live in that country. What is what is yeah, that? Yeah, claim it. Yeah. yeah, and and that's why I get a little bit taken aback when my friends. You know, our school has like people from Rwanda. Your school from, is oh, also Catholic University. University. <laughs> High school mates, <laughs> school mates, classmates. So uh, I have friends who are from Rwanda who tell me, "But Kenyans are so lucky. You guys don't see your opportunities," and that. It makes me, it kind of makes me question myself. And I'm like, okay, so am I hallucinating? You're welcome to see. <laughs> What's your problem? Is it, is it me? Is it me? <laughs> yeah. No, I, but well, there's a, we're discussing this the other day. There's a meeting usually attended by uh, the Revolutionary Socialist League. And so we're talking about capitalism and socialism and how the rest of Africa or rather how Kenya is viewed as this developed country, mm. you know, because, or developing, you yeah, know. Develop, yeah. fast developing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, like a gem in Africa, you know. But this is, this is because we have, we, we, we are a hub for foreign direct investment. Yeah. Mm. So the West hey, is very excited. Oh, yeah. They're very excited to push this narrative as well, you yeah. know, because uh, they can keep bringing in their money. Oh, yeah. That is really not helping the citizens, and so yeah, that's that's why that's why people in Tanzania will think, oh, 
Unajifanya sio. Eh, hey, just like to make noise. Yeah, but I'm just like yo, imagine we have the same struggles. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are not helping me. <laughs> That's the thing about Kenya being a settler colony, Kenya, South Africa, Angola and some other country. Mm. Some other one, yeah. Mm. So being a settler colony, there was this illusion of um our position being different from the rest of African countries because um the Europeans not only decided to come and colonize us, they also decided they will come and live here. Yeah. So yeah. of course by them living here they had the lush, beautiful highlands yeah. to occupy and all the beautiful regions that they've now uh, put under conservation. Mm. Whatever that means. Mm. <laughs> well, because this mm. this is an entirely different topic. Yeah. <laughs> so we it's easy for us to live under that illusion that we are better because we have all these schools that were of course inherited after mm. colonialism. Akina LCBR, they used to be Loreto Convent. Nairobi school Aga as Khan. well. Yeah, they used to be absolutely white, like exclusively yeah, up until yeah. when colonialism was being eradicated and so they decided, okay, so we'll bring in a few other blacks. Mm -hmm. So we have an illusion of prosperity Mm -hmm. from the background that we build from, we build upon. But then again, um, the transition was was not for us either. The transition made after colonialism was made such that um, the richer people now take over whatever mm. the white uh, the whites had and whatever the British uh, colonialists had, and so the poorer people keep um, living under the same systems. Like because Islands was was only was allocated to black people, mm-hmm. and you can even see how we regard Islando. people who live in Islands. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Islando. Like eh, respect, respect is is accorded. According to, to your pockets, yeah. yeah. So how would, how do you think dignity? Yeah, mm. respect, dignity. Mm. Um, the public public offices. Yeah, yeah. Zote zote zita utangaliwa like who are you? What do you have? Where mm. do you come from? What's your family? Mm. Before we decide, yes, our Gloria has something important that she can do for the nation. So how do you think us as young people? We we still don't have much property. Or any. I don't have property. <laughs> we don't have anything. I have my clothes and my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we? How do we overturn these tables? How do we make a room for for ourselves? Ah, I think um, this this question came up during one of the talks Willie was giving. Yeah, yeah. And he said nobody will ever make room for you. We have to assert ourselves in these places. Mm. They they look at us funny and we say no, we are here. And it reminds me of what Rosa Parks did when she sat in the white section in the bus. They'll never tell you, oh, black man, come sit mm, here. Mm. So it's the same thing with youth. Nobody will ever t- They'll say it on paper. There's so much youth programs going on. Yeah. And you know, this gender is for youth. But it's at the end of the day, I think we have to assert ourselves in those positions and say, I'm young, but I have a voice, and you will hear me out. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we have to we have to occupy space, and especially um, women, queer people, any marginalized identities. Really, mm. we don't have th- these spaces are not made for us. They're they not. are not made for us, but we have to create them for ourselves first of all, because mm. I I 
really have no interest in sitting at one table with Uhuru and trying to convince him or yeah. just whoever or okay. convince him of why I need to live freely. I have no interest in going to that table because I'm not welcome. Oh, I will like, establish my own. Why are you guys own. broke? He mm. Why are you broke? Why are you broke? Why are you How struggling? Much is <laughs> and he's like, it's too soft. It's, why, why are you struggling? So if you complain that it's 50 bob, hey, what do you mean? Yes, it's not I have no interest in mm. uh, sitting there with them, yeah. but we must create these spaces for ourselves and we must speak and assert ourselves, as you've said. Yes. Yeah. And just remain unshaken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I like something you've mentioned that they, they talk of opportunities for you. Uh, but when you come to de- deconstruct what are these opportunities, it's a Kazi for Vijana so that you sweep roads. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kazi for Vijana, so that you see words, right? So much as we agree that kuna a number of youth that benefit from that opportunity, mm. we all know that that's not the best that they could give us. Mm. Because at the same time, we have 90-year-olds sitting in offices that should have been occupied by youth, True. right? So what does that what does that even say? What does that even speak of this nation that is, yeah, so youthful, mm. so digitized, mm. etc.? So yeah, I like when when like we all agree that it's upon us to actually take charge. Hence the power podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the power podcast. I think let me just plug this in here. <laughs> the reason we are doing this is so that young people have a platform that is owned by them. We don't have spaces in media houses, or rather whenever we are called, it's just to continue the same, same narratives that are always there because these organizations are owned and they're owned by the same people in government who've been oppressing us for ages. So we want this platform to be a home for young people, to be somewhere that we can actually come and vocalize our needs, where we want to go and try and forge our way there. So whether it will be that we'll have policy papers, whether we'll effect change by organizing, goes. yeah, maybe perhaps <laughs> if Angela should <laughs> abolish the, the whole state, <laughs> yeah, because we are also means. Kenyans. I'm 28 at the moment, right? And we keep being told that Tutakwa leaders kesho. Mm. <laughs> so you keep being young until you're not young anymore to be a leader of tomorrow. Mm. So it's we are starting a revolution through this podcast, guys. So actually, when you say Kenya, Kenya to, there's a point when mm-hmm. during Saba Saba that the like the someone someone led that chant, mm-hmm. Kenya near to peer, mm-hmm. and I felt that you know yeah. tears in my eyes, man, because you yeah, mm-hmm. I actually had shivers because we are treated like we are mm-hmm. not citizens of this country. Mm-hmm. And even imagine? the way they were treating the protesters, yet Sabasaba much has been happening, has been happening for for years and years. Like it's this is not the first time that uh, that the social working groups have organized uh, the Sabasaba match. Yeah. And then it is to commemorate a, a certain point in our history. So it wasn't just um, reckless rioting mm. and stuff. It. I mean, yeah, and. The thing also is that we were exercising our right. We have a right to protest. We have a right to say that we are dissatisfied. And the government said 
your rights don't matter. Mm. We don't want to hear what you have to say. It does not matter. And that's it, what they keep communicating. And yeah. it, it, it feels like we never gained independence. It feels like it's the just a new colonial left. master. They never left. Yeah, because that's how they were treating us then on our land, like second class. And it it progresses. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's the, the, the state... The systems that are in place now are working just as they were supposed to work. Mm. And yeah. this is why there can be no reform. There can be no reform because you can't fix something that's rotten at the root. This was know? the design. This was the design. It's working perfectly. The police are killing you. That was their job. That was their job. They're treating you like you are hooligans. Mm. That's exactly what they were supposed to do. They've monopolized power, KPLC. We can't, we can't work without it. And mm. it's it's a monopoly. We've been monopolized by the government. Mm. The majority shareholder is the president's mother. And we are supposed to be okay with that and keep moving. Yet Kazikovijana Tukosawa Nini we are developing <laughs> stories. So mm. when you speak about um about our rights being curtailed during the Sabasaba match. It also, I think, it points to a focus that the constitution is always being undermined because if it's ingrained in the constitution that this is your right, you can protest, you can pick it, and then, but still, that does not hold water. So, how do we operate? How are we operating as a country? You know? Yeah, it's constantly being undermined from the very, very beginning. I remember there was, um, I don't know if this, they still are there, but I remember there was a movement huh? called We Are 52 PC. Ah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And, and they'd been saying how parliament is unconstitutional and the judiciary constantly threw out their petitions. Mm-hmm. And from that moment, if you cannot uphold one small part of the, one small but vital, of course, part of the, the constitution, all these other violations, you know, it sets a precedent. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you're seeing now. The For me, I, I, I think the regime never changed. It's just the face. Mm, yeah. It's just the face. Badu too and Afanya, the same things they did. Mm. And these are, I'm just going to talk about, like, uh, no, just mention, there's an article written by Brian Muraya called The, Af- the Afterlife of the Colony. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very, very illuminating. And I hope everyone, anyone who's listening, I think you'll find the link. So yeah, link it's <laughs> Yeah, link, link below. Link below. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a very um, important article mm-hmm. and really points out how these things are working just as they should have. Mm-hmm. And so, the colonizers never left. The work is to really. Uproot all of it. And you what you said on a t-shirt. The, the regime never changed. Just, <laughs> it's the, just face. the face. <laughs> <laughs> what you are, Does you are. It drop your mic. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think uh, most people on Akubuka, we used to do this thing in universities. The heroism and courage. Now to look on an exhibition and then the former uh, chief justice, William Mutunga, will give a talk. Mm-hmm. And 
walikuja to our school Catholic University Amazing. and think, many 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 others oh yeah, yeah and many others na ingeendelea except corona came into the picture and now oh, new normal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so eh mutuambia a bit about your experience with the exhibition what were your favorite parts did you learn things you didn't know before tell us a bit about it um actually i remember that day I walked into school and there was this huge So just like yeah. very very big installations for the yeah. and, and what's this cool thing happening it was I, i was so drawn to it obviously because <laughs> it was right there in front of us and i think it was a very emotional experience yeah. because there were also uh those there was um stuff about the concentration camps mm-hmm. and reference to britain's gulag mm. right So that was very very actually I've just remembered it was very very painful for me. I know. Mm. So, uh, some of those stories when you read them in detail like the one for the um scorpions. You remember whoa, that? Whoa, whoa. Broken bottles, boiled eggs being sh- No, yeah, up. that it was and then also one of the things that really I felt a lot of pain and a lot of anger because this is history that is hidden from us. Mm. Yeah. Like even when you talk about colonialism it's presented in such a palatable manner you're like oh it wasn't that bad you know when i think about how to liandika advantages of colonization oh. <laughs> how 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 do we teach such nonsense how is it okay to impose to violently violently impose regimes on other people Mm. and to kill them and mm. talk about advantage and then talk about how oh it wasn't all that bad mm. Mm. but we killed a million people in, in do how many in us a very short time <sighs> anyway so your experience of the exhibition <laughs> my experience of the exhibition was anger pain mm. but i was also really really liked that um they told the truth about kenyatta Mm. and how he was <laughs> a sellout <I'm> like yes <laughs> although this was this was the first time i was introduced to that that side of kenyatta i did not know yeah that he wasn't that freedom fighter that we knew really you know i yeah i didn't know i didn't know that kenyatta was a But sellout like that have. it's true yes yeah. we don't learn that yeah we yeah. don't learn they it they don't tell us these things ah uh, yes that was that was really It was a, it was amazing and I felt really bad that I couldn't attend the the talk. Mm. But I hope that you can continue with these exhibitions and just sharing these stories. Mm. Either digitally, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we'll also have William Tonga coming to talk to So maybe you'll catch that. Yeah, yeah. Catch that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, that was that was it. Yeah, I think it's interesting that we we notice that several aspects of our history have been removed from the public eye mm-hmm. because for it to be available in the British Gulag and then I'm also pretty sure that it's not it's not an easy book to find mm-hmm. and even if you are to find it would be expensive like it's all the other accessible. African Yeah, 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 like all the other African books and like books of our past, our historical background, our artists art and culture they're always either so damn expensive mm. or just hard very very hard to come by mm. but it also points us to to the reason why they do these things because growing up without a history really uproots you from any standing 
Yeah. If you can't tell where you're from, like as you stand there, you cannot say where you came from. You don't know if you have a name, whether you have a tribe, whether there's anything you like, whether you have parents, Your family. spirituality. Yes. And then someone just told you, okay, Angela, stand up and go. Mm. Having that erased from your memory really makes sure that you have no direction henceforth. Yeah, and so it's yeah. easy to push you around, which mm. is what is happening to a lot of us because, well... Uh, really all of us. Yeah, all as of long us. As our, the, the colony is outside, it is, in our, it is in our politics, but it's also in our minds. It is. Yeah. And yeah. because we are not so, we are not removed from it because that was the intention yeah. to make sure that we keep being this. Uh, we are in bubbles. We are just deeply, floating, deeply but we are not rooted to anything. We hate our Kenyan languages, our indigenous languages. We, we hate, hate our spirituality. Our dressing. We hate our spirituality. We do not want to revisit um, sexual education as it was being performed yeah. like just a few decades back. Mm. Like we are so far removed from anything we used to be, which I think paints just a picture for destruction going forward because we are not rooted to anything. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, Would you, I don't know. I don't know what you think. What, what are the maybe far reaching consequences of such a scenario? I mean, of course, as you mentioned, it becomes easy to be hardened towards any which whichsoever direction. Mm. And there's also a general sense of confusion. And I think that's what they refer to when they say identity crisis. Yeah. You really don't know who you are, so you'll go anywhere. And that becomes detrimental because everything that's being done by another culture may not be the perfect fit for mm. you. So you wonder, so why am I, why can't I relate to these things? And it's all because it wasn't for you. You just really copy-pasted and that can't work. It has to be homegrown and indigenous. It has and to I work think, for you. Yeah, it has to work for you. And yeah. there were so many lessons, like you mentioned, around sex, but also other things that were mm. very vital for, you know, your existence in this world which we omitted yeah we omitted and nowadays we just like to act like anything but i feel like more and more we are becoming more conscious to our cultures that's the thing i like about our generation Mm. people are not just willing to take everything as is given to them Mm. we actually question questions and we challenge authority and culture is cool again yeah, we are making it cool again. Cool again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think also part of the thing about um, erasure is also how we resisted. Our, the history of our resistance, our traditions of resistance have also been hidden from us. And I mm. feel like it's very important for us to revisit mm. and to learn not just about the individuals because a lot of emphasis on one person but it's never just that one person Mm. there's a lot of work that happens collectively Mm. yeah and as as well as um ancestry and i really have a soft spot rather let's say so because i feel very very removed from my ancestry and just the ancestral spirits and that connection Mm. to who we were who's come before us and i constantly constantly yearn for it because mm. it was spirituality was such a vital part of the way 
people resisted also. Mm. It was a, it was a vital yeah. part of our lives. It was a vital part of resistance. A lot of organizing was done on the basis of mm. spirituality. Can you, you, were you the one who was telling me the story about how Majimaji Rebellion was ridiculed? Yes. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. We were, we were making fun of it, <laughs> but but Jimaji Rebellion was so huge. They, what was his name? I've forgotten Meka. his name. Not <laughs> Mekatilili. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> the way that he mobilized Tanzanians everywhere, and this was the first ever um resistance or rebellion that encompassed. All of those different tribes. Before it was just yeah, Uko Uko Uko, and of course it'd be crushed. But Maji, the the Maji Maji rebellion brought them together. It brought them together. And how did it bring them together? It yeah. was through that belief in mm. their ancestors, in the spirit world, and also Mekatilili. Mm, yeah. And I have forgotten their names, but. <laughs> 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 they it's, did. Yeah. They did the thing. The Nandi guy. Yeah. You guys are going to have to. Koitalo Koitalo. I think why, like what what you mentioned that um, the the narratives that we were given were laughable mm. because, as she pointed out earlier, it's because that was that was the story of colonialism that was to be taught yeah, in school. Yeah. Because it also I was also flabbergasted mm. to learn mm. of. Like other deeper sides, uh, I don't know. I don't know whether to call them deeper because they were just obvious that that is what happened. Mm-hmm. Only that they were removed from or presented our history. in a different light. Yeah, from our history yeah. completely. And so we talk of Kenyans as um, a nation that people forget and move on. Mm-hmm. We we forgive, we forget, we move on. But then. I like to think that before you are forgiving, you really need to know what you're forgiving. You, need to confront you really the fact. need to confront what you are moving forward yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. otherwise, how do we prevent ourselves from moving back right in circles? Because as we say that the the regime is still the same, only that their faces have changed. It's actually true. Mm. It's true in so many aspects, and you find that by them disempowering us. Anytime anyone goes to the telly and says, hey, we need a referendum, we, oh, the BBI. Mm. So it's so easy to have Kenyans left, right, and center yeah. because they actually don't know. They don't know why, like, they don't, we never, we never tag our history along. We never okay. want to see at Sawa, this constitution is not working because of ABC. It's always like, ah, Sawa, let's remove the entire of it. Yeah. Yet, it's only nine you years You can't old. even do that, first of all. It's like, guys, you can't just wake up and say, ah, fuck it. Acha to restart. Acha ni tu itoe. Ati kuna shimu hapa. Imagine. Imagine. Yeah? As if there are no laws and structures, surely. Yes. Okay, so as we round up, Angela, tell us, what is a hero to you and who are your heroes? internationally nationally yeah yeah in all spheres um right now where i am i am thinking a lot about community and collectives what the things that people achieve when they do them together so when i think about heroes 
I think about, um, for example, for example, the queer community in Kenya, they have online and offline, really. Online and offline, they have been so supportive. It's beautiful. I wouldn't say of me, not Mm. directly to me, Mm. but to see how they, or we, we have refused to be erased. Yeah, we've refused to be erased. We've be ignored. To be ignored. We've refused to suffer. Mm. You know? Mm. Even though that is exactly what our world wants us to do. Yeah. They, our world wants us to suffer and to despair. Mm. But the queer community, not just here, but everywhere really, mm. has continued to fight. So that's definitely one of those. That That is one of my heroes. Mm. Mm. I they are one the of my repeal, heroes. Repeal once. Yeah, and then that movement broke our hearts. But it's okay. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's still gonna happen, though. It's go- it's still going to happen. Um, but really, other than that, is um, the feminist movement has also really um, changed my life mm. and changed the way that I see the world, the way I see myself in the world. Yeah. Both. Again, mostly online, to be honest, mostly online. Yeah. Uh, people like Mona El Tahawi and Stella Nyanzi. Mm. Hey. Stella Nyanzi. <laughs> She's inspired hey, our generation. She, she has. <laughs> she is amazing. And Rachel Mukali. Rachel Mukali mm. is um, an organizer and an activist Yeah, uh, from the coalition of grassroots human rights defenders just people like that just people out in the streets Mm. fighting dreaming living imagining Mm. those are my heroes normal people driving change normal people driving change they are my heroes yeah I like that. Mm-hmm. Drop mm-hmm. your mic. Just drop your mic. This oh, thing you shut a long time ago. <laughs> you window. shut it we down. We were done. <laughs> you shut it down. So thank you so much, Angela, for joining us. Can and I ask you guys? Am I allowed to ask who your heroes are? Yes, you are. <laughs> we'll cut it out. Gloria. <laughs> Gloria, who is your hero? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think for me, uh, my heroes are people who aren't afraid to speak up, people who show such courage, because that's a thing I struggle with. Uh, People who are fearful, yes, because fear is a real thing, but still do it anyway. They walk right into it. Yeah, they walk right into it and they effect change. So it could be joy when she sees a police officer beating a hawker and speaking up against it. In that moment, she's my hero. I did that, actually. <laughs> yeah, she did that. You did. She I did that. Do. Power I, I, to you. Yeah. I, I always feel this key thing. Imagine on our just trying to do business. It, that's the it's thing. So that's the thing. And if they get into crime, well, that's also a problem. So I, I feel like at in any he moment, threw his, he threw him to I the mean, road. in that moment, <laughs> I think you can just paint the picture. This cowboy, yeah. he's selling chocolates. Chocolates. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then some kanjo guy comes. We are here at the it's Uhuru. Kenya Avenue roundabout. Yeah. Yeah. So Gloria is on about, foot. Yes, yeah, we are on foot. So Gloria is about to buy chocolates, and then this guy is running to sell. Mm. Well, some kanjo guy just 
comes from nowhere. And he was in plain clothes. Hey, alafu, to the road. Alafu, traffic ikafunguka. Imagine. So like he was, he was scrambling to go to the US to buy a car yeah. because he's selling chocolates for five bob. And then he snatched his entire box, um, box which has like it's Jewish chocolates 50. Yeah. But the entire time it was so shocking that this is how we administer justice. Whether this is wrong, that you can just. Like, I think there could have been better ways to handle the situation. But throwing someone to a road, so if he would have died, he died because of 50 pieces of chocolate. Imagine. Mm. 50, like, what? And Joy really called that guy to task. She was like, really? Are you serious? Did he, did he? Uh, he didn't do anything. But he, he just turned to my mama. Watch her. Uh, <laughs> he just returned the box uh, and, and he was like, chocolate. an yeah. story. Like, but Ali was so proud of his actions. Yeah. He seemed like, hey. These people, they thrive on violence. They really just get off of it. And I think that's that's something else we should unpack maybe in our subsequent episodes. Yeah. We, are, we live in a very, very violent nation. And we, we normalize it from the time, from our homes to schooling schools mm. to school, just regular schools. Hey. Anyway, that's a whole other story. It's a whole other story. Mm. My heroes. My heroes are people who are brave enough to imagine a different world mm. and to actually put all their efforts to try and see it happen. So I have several. I have several I can point to because I love philosophy so, so much. Mm. I love it because we used to, like the world used to give power to these thinkers mm. because thinking is actually a lot of work. You need to think and to put it into perspective and to see several ways on how whatever your philosophies, ideologies would work and just try to to offer humanity uh, like a cheat sheet for how to live life mm-hmm. and to ensure that it actually comes out uh, well. Mm-hmm. So I have several heroes. I love Mitcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have aspects of Ayn Rand that I, I subscribe to very uh, religiously. I love... Um, several Pan-Africanists who had the dream of uniting Africa. Mm-hmm. I think if we could have just tried to see through what Akinan and Kurumah had, mm-hmm. maybe we would have been in a better situation than we are at now. Yep. So I love ideologists and ideologists who are driven by change, mm-hmm. change for better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is what inspires me most. Thank you. Thank you for telling me your heroes. <laughs> You're welcome, Angela. <laughs> Thanks so thank much for, for having me. Hey, thank you for coming. It's been nice talking to you. I mean, you're always you're always so profound and so actively engaged, and Damn it's inspiring. <laughs> and I think it's also inspiring to just see a movement of young people mm. wanting to drive change. And it's important for us to also shape these narratives and ensure that we channel them towards mm. action. A- action. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's the point of this podcast. That's the point of this platform. We hope and we believe that at the very end of this, we will have carved a path that, uh, that leads us towards a better Kenya, towards a better society that we all hope Mm. to even just taste a bit of 
So thank you again for joining us. Thank you for listening to us for this entire time. Make sure you share. Subscribe. <laughs> Just share, share widely. Yes, Everyone to needs to, to, you know, to get this information. And Click stay the bell. Tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and stay tuned to the subsequent episodes. Thank yes. you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>